Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. All right, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the line this week. Now, I know I say that about every guest every week, but this person actually is a rock star. She's got the statistics to back it up. A little bit about this person. She's a TikTok coach for entrepreneurs new to TikTok. She's a speaker. She's spoken at some of the, the biggest marketing conferences um, online and all over the place. And she's not just a TikTok influencer, even though she has over like 100,000 followers. Um, she ran a business before, her, her TikTok business before COVID. And I believe she's got a business degree from an Ivy League school. Just give me a nod if that's, if that's or did I make that up? we'll get we'll get that but anyway without further ado let me introduce the one and only miss samantha vlaskin vlaschanu damn it i was gonna get a million dollars if i pronounced it right and i i but i thought i had it but uh let me say that silly samantha vlaschanu Awesome. You did you did a pretty good job, Jonah. Thanks for having me here. No, thank you for coming on. Before we get into it, run me through. What's the business degree, Ivy League? Did I make that up or is there some truth? I went to that? I went to Ivy, Richard Ivy School of Business. So like, sure, I'll 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 say it's like an Ivy League school, but really it's like a Canadian version of it. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm from Australia, so you know anyone from Australia, we'll just call it the an Ivy League school. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, let, let's dive into Samantha. I know I gave you a little bit of an intro, but give us the rundown. What is it you do? How'd you get into it? You know what, John? It was all really by accident. Um, when COVID hit, I had a travel business at the time. And I thought I was a genius Oof. having a travel business in 20, uh, 2019. COVID hit. And I felt like the idiot, the biggest idiot in 2020 as an entrepreneur. <laughs> that's not, that's the one business you dwell. That's the major business you don't want to be in during COVID. Essentially, yeah. Um, and so when that happened, um, I had to shut down. And I, I'm not gonna lie, I went through a depression phase where I was like, mm. I'm a loser, my business yeah. is failing, I had to close down. I turned to TikTok as a way to distract myself just to like, from the bad that was happening. And mm. that's when I really saw the good of what this community had to offer. Um, I was laughing on a daily basis. I was learning from like all these creative creators and I was getting inspired by every single person on TikTok um the light bulb kind of went off I was like wow there's a lot of creative creators on here but not a lot of businesses Mm. utilizing this platform because there was this negative stigma that it's just for kids yeah I'm like this is it like this is the next Instagram platform that I had to master had to learn how everything works for me to learn how to do it from a business perspective and then kind of just started slowly happening where businesses started asking me how I how I can help them do the exact same thing on TikTok and so ta-da by accident became a make-believe job called a TikTok coach <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say so you, you didn't grow up being like oh I want to be a, a TikTok coach Jonah, my parents still don't even know what I do <laughs> they probably think you're still in IT right yeah, they're like, you're still in corporate, right? You still have health benefits, right? 
Um, okay, let's speak about TikTok in general, Samantha. So plenty of other platforms out there. And one thing I do on this podcast is interview people from every platform, right? So yeah. every platform has its advantages, its disadvantages. Yes. I want to hear the TikTok advantages. Why? I guess, why do you like it for one, for a business side of things, um, but also for the course creators listening? If someone's okay. listening to this and they're like, well, Samantha, I'm just going to do Instagram reels or, you know, my friend told me YouTube was better or whatever it may be. Why TikTok for a course creator? Listen, all the other social media platforms, they all have their benefits. And I do truly believe that they have a different purpose that could serve for your business. Uh, And so I'm not putting them down or anything like that. But the one thing that TikTok has over the other advantages over the other platforms as one, it's still fairly new for you to jump on as a new Mm. early adopter. And Jonah, you know, you and I probably did not jump onto Instagram in 2009 when it first started. And we all looked at it like, oh, this is just for university kids. Look what what happened 11 years down the road. And Mm -hmm. every single business, every single coach, every single marketer is on Instagram. And it's a little bit hard to get your static posts seen unless you're doing reels. The TikTok side, um, because it's all video, it makes it a lot easier for people to retain your information much easier. So nowadays, unfortunately, humans just have an attention span of about 8.2 seconds. It's less than a 8.2, that's a long time. If I'm, not, <laughs> I'm thinking, I if it doesn't get me in the first three or four seconds, I, I'm not staying for eight. <laughs> well, I guess you're an exception. But some might be longer. Seconds. Some might be longer. I'm a three or four. Some might get 15 <laughs> seconds, you know, so probably averages out at eight. Oh, your girlfriend must be so proud. <laughs> um, but like at the end of the day, people are not going to be able to sit and watch and read 50 Instagram posts no more. Yeah. They're not able to read five to seven articles no more, yeah. but they can watch 100, 300 videos in one yeah. sitting. Yeah. And that's that's a power of where TikTok comes in. It's loop format that shows the content that you are really wanting from the algorithm yeah. side and it's tailored to you and you're getting uh, seeing, seeing content that you're most interested in. Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. I'll, I'll piggyback on a couple things there. So um, five, 10 years ago, Facebook Live used to be all the rage, right? And I was on a date a couple of weeks ago and the girl was like, oh, I just did a Facebook Live, you know, watch it and, and let me know what you think. I was like, all right, yeah, send it over. And it was a 14 minute live. And I'm like, I couldn't say no, I was on a date. You know, if I wanted any chance to have a second date, I had to, had to watch it. But the whole time I'm like, how disrespectful is this person? You know, like 14 minutes of my life. And then and I watched it. And she You'll was, never get back. I'll never get back. And afterwards she's like, what'd you think I did at the, of what I said at the, the seven minute mark. And I'm like, if you th- I didn't say this, but in my head, I'm like, if you think anybody is watching seven minutes of this Facebook live, you're kidding yourself. Whereas now it's, 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 as you mentioned, it's very quick, 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 quick. And I think it, um, the positive today is it forces the person to get to the point 
you know, a lot of Facebook live would be like, Hey guys, what's happening? What are you up to? I was at the beach today and I'll start my live in a second. And Oh, Samantha's on Samantha. How was your weekend? It's a minute or two minutes before the content even starts, you know, platforms like TikTok, Instagram reels. I know there's longer forms as well, but in a nutshell, it's like, man, 15 seconds, you got to get your point across. So it forces to, to go quick. Um, and I think like not only the content that you want to see, but I think TikTok, and I'm not sure if it's changed a little bit recently because I don't spend too much time on it. But when I did, it was more showing you people that you don't follow just as much as that you do kind of thing. Like all the other platforms, you only really see it if you follow the people. TikTok would show me a good balance. So I'd go on my For You page or whatever. And yeah, it would show me some people that that I followed, but it would also show me a, a heap of new people that that were similar to the content that I liked. So I think from a, a new creator, it's just so much easier to get in front of new people, right? That's that's a huge selling point. It's the fact that how Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook are still kind of working, excluding reels, yeah. is network driven, meaning yeah. um, your content is going out to the same 20 to 30% of your followers every mm. single time. So it's Jonah, it would be like myself watching your content, your mom, uh, other entrepreneurs are cheering you on. And and it's not always necessarily your new ideal audience. Whereas if you have the right strategy on TikTok, every time you're posting on TikTok, every single time, it's going out to about 30% of your current followers, Hmm. 30% of local people in your area based on your IP address, and then 30% based on the hashtags and captions and the text Hmm. you're using in the video who TikTok will think would really enjoy your content. Mm. So you're looking at about 50% excluding the overlap. That's all new audience yeah. every single time. And the only thing that was doing that before, pushing to new uh, to new new people that don't know who you are, was ads. Yeah. And you're paying a lot for ads just to yeah. be seen for a short amount of time from a new audience. Whereas TikTok, it's all organic. And it can last anywhere between one to six months on average once you get going with TikTok. Mm. Okay. Question here, Samantha. I'm curious to get your your answer. Instagram Reels versus TikTok, because I know TikTok was first to the market, right? And all those advantages you mentioned were just TikTok. Now we've got Instagram Reels. What is it? What's your take on that? Yeah. Um, like like I mentioned, uh, Reels. Uh, I understand why Instagram did it. Like they they oh, even yeah. always. Like every other board meeting, they just talk about TikTok in the board meetings. The CEO even mentioned that. Um, And and it's because of how the way TikTok has disrupted the entire social media platform uh, and the way people are absorbing content and how they notice that TikTok has a much higher engagement rate than other social media platforms where people are just more passively scrolling along. So with Reels, um, yes, it, it is a very good copy of TikTok. And what I noticed over the last couple, a year or so, is that you'll get a lot, um, when you get started with Reels, you get a lot of vanity metrics coming your way. So likes, views coming your way, but you'll notice that the engagement level might not be on par with TikTok in the sense gotcha. of people are, um, the way they're sharing the content, the way they are engaging with the content itself. Um, and um, not to say that Reels won't change that, but I can mm. tell right away the, the metrics are a little bit different or um, how do I put this? Um, the metrics on Reels seem like they're more equal in terms of weight. So what I mean by that is um, likes is just as equivalent as someone sharing the video. Whereas on TikTok, the moment someone shares your video, that's equivalent to a hundred likes. Gotcha. So it can go so viral way- quicker is what you're saying on TikTok? 
TikTok has a more metrics around more shareable content. So if you are able to create more share worthy content, your content gets pushed out to more, um, more audience, um, uh, more audience that way. And it'll gotcha. value your content much, at a much higher quality than say, if you just post on reels, and you just had a short video, you'll get just as many views and, and likes, but not as much engagement coming through. Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, before we get to the TikTok tips, can we just repurpose? Can we just download from Insta- from Reels to TikTok or TikTok to Reels? What's the what's the the go there? Oh, I'm a lazy coach, Jonah. So I am a huge believer gotcha. of repurposing when it looks native. Yep. Um, just remove the watermark from TikTok. And I do suggest to your listeners to always go from TikTok to Reels for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, uh, when you go from Reels to TikTok, you, you, you lose a sound or the audio sound that you're using, which is annoying because then you got to find yeah. the sound again on TikTok side. The second thing is um, when you go from TikTok to Reels, you come out ahead on Reels. Meaning you look like you started a whole new trend and you're ahead of the curve on the real side because mm-hmm. the content that you see on reels sometimes is a little bit older or mm-hmm. um, delayed from the TikTok world. And so when you do those kind of fun trending sounds, you look like a superstar to your followers. Like, oh my goodness, you just created this whole new trend. And you're like, yeah, really is not, but thank you guys. Gotcha. What about remove the watermark? How do we do? Is that an option on TikTok? Do we need an app? Yeah, um, so there's a couple of ways of doing so. A lot of people will suggest to use the snaptick.app. It's just a website. You just copy the link and you put it in and remove the watermark. However, um, when you're getting with TikTok, I personally like telling my audience, my clients, to film their content as much as they can on their phone app yeah. instead of TikTok. And the reason behind that is because every time you're oh, using yeah, TikTok to film, it compresses the quality. Then you're using another downloader to remove the watermark. So it compresses it even further. And then you're mm. uploading to Reels. So you're compressing it even further. Mm. So the quality is not the same. Um, so you want to try and keep the quality of your video as high as possible. Um, another way to remove the watermark. So that Wait, you just, just, just go back there a six minutes so I can get my head around that. So let's say I take the video on my phone and yeah. then I upload it to TikTok. And then mm-hmm. I'll put maybe some words on there, some sounds yeah. on there. Um, are you saying I, 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 I just do that on TikTok and then I do the same thing on Instagram, find the same sound, put the words on? Or are you saying, yeah. is it better if I get it on TikTok, download on TikTok? Is there a better way to do it or? I personally like going from my camera then to the to the two platforms. Gotcha. Um, as long as my video looks is already edited and I just kind of add a couple more text to it, that's about it. Gotcha. Um, but the other way to remove the watermark, if you're like lazy and you're like, I don't care about the quality, I'm not nitpicking, <laughs> Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then another way is just to screen record the video that you've made on TikTok. Gotcha. Um, during the before you post the video itself, so you can do a preview of the screen and just screen record your phone. That way, the quality also stays at a much higher, and then you can also reuse that exact same video for multiple different purposes. Gotcha. All right, cool. That sets the the framework. Let's get into TikTok specifically, Samantha. Yeah. Number one tip. Let's say I'll set the situation. There's a course creator. They've got a TikTok account. Um, let's say they haven't posted anything before, uh, but they they know how it works kind of thing. They scroll through and they want to use it and they've, they've already got a course, already got a niche. What's the first thing they've got to do on TikTok? Let's take a quick break. 
If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yeah. Okay. So if you're a course creator, I'm assuming you're a thought leader in an X space. So therefore you're an expert in something. Um, The best way to convert on TikTok is doing educational content. And uh, when you're doing educational content, don't think of it as I got to fit everything in, in a 30 second clip. Think of it as I have unlimited amount of series I can do to then really tailor my message for my audience to get it. And so what I mean by that is uh, don't try and fit everything into 30 seconds, break it into part series. Part series do really, really well on TikTok for a couple of reasons. It's showing you as a thought leader um, that you're not just doing this topic one off time and that you're actually going to answer multiple parts of questions that your audience will have around around this topic that you might have. So maybe you're a business coach and now you want to talk about personal branding or launching or money mindset. Now make it into a whole series on TikTok and people will continue coming back for that. Gotcha. Now, when that you're coming, that should be easy for the course creator. They got hours of of educational content, right? Just pick one little po- one little point, and you know, there's ten videos, ten videos there off it. Exactly. Um, but keep in mind, your free content should not be the how to content. You want to do, uh, you want to prime your audience to take the next step with you and and do more content around the who, the what, the why. Gotcha. Expand on that for a little. Uh, uh, expand on that a little bit for us. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of showing the how to's on, on uh, TikTok or Instagram. And it's for a couple of reasons. One, it doesn't prime my audience, especially mm. since my audience is people who are not trusting that TikTok's the right move for their business. So if I was to show you, Jonah, like, oh, this is how to film on TikTok. This is how to do this as a special effect. This is how to do this transition. You're going to go, I don't care. what's the point of this but jonah if i was to create content on instagram where i'm like why are businesses jumping onto tiktok what's the roi of tiktok for your uh for your business who's most active on tiktok nowadays i'm priming you to see that you are right now having a huge gap missing out on tiktok and that you need to take the more urgent steps into really uh, jumping onto TikTok to, to, at the end of the day, achieve your end goal. And that my end goal might be to like make $10,000 a month. And I'm showing you that TikTok will get you there if you decide to jump on. Gotcha. But my how-to content will not prime you to that. Yeah, awesome. Can we do that on a couple different niches? Because I think that'll be a good good um, way to look at it. I've got some background in the fitness niche. So I'll share some examples there. If you're listening, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Samantha, but if you're listening to that in the fitness niche, what Samantha's saying is, don't necessarily show someone how to squat, you know, like, exactly. or show someone how to do a push up. Like, eh, they don't really care, right? That's what trainers want to know, that sort of stuff. Like, your person that wants to lose weight or get fit, they don't really care how to do the squat. It's more like, hey, here's the benefits of resistance training, you know? Hey, I did, um, this person did cardio, this person did resistance. Look which one was better. That's the power of resistance training, you know? Hey, want to eat what you want and still lose weight? Well, resistance training, you know, you're not giving the, the how to there. That's what the course exactly. is for. Um, you're given that there. 
Can, can we do that on a couple different niches? Do you have any any? Of course, throw some niches at me. Let's start. I'll give you some content out there. Yeah, give some of your uh, audience niches. Let's go. Um, let's go relationships. Okay. So one of your topic might be like uh, why one in four women are single. Mm. Uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes you're making on your first date? Yep. Um, uh, uh, myth, myth uh, versus truth. Do should you? withhold texting back within after 24 hours after your first date you've been following these people <laughs> you know these pretty well <laughs> um, okay what about uh maybe the creative space like a, a language or a um an instrument or something like that yeah um uh like language that's that's all right um okay so um then i'll that, talk about like uh depends why, why does it great break- Oh, okay. I guess with the language. Why does could... the brain process? Oh, I was, was, <laughs> was okay. going to say with, with the language, it could depend, I guess, right? It's kind of like, are you doing the language to people that want to travel? Or are you doing the language? To, and that might, or are you doing it for people that want to learn because of their partners, that language? Like, I guess that's why that's a harder one, I'm guessing. It's a little bit harder, but like, say, for example, you're trying, you have a language course and you want to try to teach our audience just to speak French. Um, um, so then we talk, we talk about like, why is it so hard? For people to pick up a second language in their 30s. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, who, who's, who's, who, uh, which, who's, or which type of people are uh, much easier at picking up a second language? Someone who's mm-hmm. Latin based background versus um, Asian background that might be able mm-hmm. to pick up a certain language faster and why? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. That's given us um, some tips there on terms of, of content to post. Anything we need to do? Oh, actually, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. So, uh, okay, we can go two ways here. Should we go deeper onto that and be like, all right, great, we got some educational content, but does it have to be us talking? Does it have to be a trend? Does it need to be text? Does it depend on the hashtag? Should we dive into that, or or does that or should we do a different point? What's best for you? We can, we can definitely dive into that. I just don't want to overwhelm everyone. The one thing yeah. I want to give you guys like a tip um, from the start is just MVP your TikToks, meaning I'd rather you mm-hmm. go simple and just go for a minimal viable product yeah. um, where you test the demand out first before you spend like an hour or two hours yeah. trying to make your first video and then not testing on the demand of it. And so yeah. um, just aim for like 40% what you expected it to be. Remember, video marketing is a trained skill, which mm-hmm. many of us, including myself, have to have practice at. And it's not just like your first video will look like that guy who did those crazy transitions or those crazy effects. And I really don't want you to think that I need to get to that level in order yeah. to create great content on TikTok. You just never keep will. it simple. You never will, right? You'll spend a- You'll never a year, get that, exactly. Be a year and you haven't even posted one video because it's not perfect. Whereas if you just did it for a year- they probably be close to perfect because you've got a year of practice, even though your yeah. first one sucks. Yeah, Jonah, just go look at my first TikTok video. I'll make you feel 10 times better. I was dancing. Uh, uh-huh. it was, I had my double chin going. Uh, <laughs> I was just like pointing off off to, off to key to the music. It was, it was awful. I'm going to do that but- right now. Actually, while I've got you, <laughs> quick TikTok question. Does the sound, is it just me or can you turn the sound off on this? Can you turn the sound off on TikTok or no? Yeah, you can you can definitely adjust the sound on the volume. That's a lot of the, uh, that's a mistake a lot of people um, 
don't realize that they can actually do. And so um, when you're adding sound to your music, what you want to do is adjust the volume to about 10% to, uh, against your own voice, um, because you really want to make sure that you're not being um, covered by the sound or it makes it hard for your audience to hear what you have to say. Um, and so that's what I'm talking about when you're adding background music to make that emotional connection for your audience to feel. And so when you bring it down to volume, um, make your volume at 100% and then the uh, added sound to about like 6%. It does go up when you upload it. So then when you find a perfect, um, perfect balance, just bring it down even further. Gotcha. All right, cool. So that's our number one tip, educational content. What's the number two tip? Hashtags. Let's talk about hashtags. Oh, yes, please. I'm curious. All right. Okay. So uh, guys, I'm assuming most of you guys are coaches. And um, if you guys are creating a course, you're some sort of coach or some sort of mentor or some sort of expert. Um, when you're creating uh, using hashtags on, on TikTok, don't just use hashtags that describe your course. Don't just use hashtags that describe what you do. So let's use use you as an example, Jonah, as a fitness um, expert. Um, don't just use hashtag fitness, fitness for life, hashtag fitness expert. Use hashtag more so um, that your audience is using on TikTok. Okay. And the reason behind that is because in order for your videos to be seen by a thousand, ten thousand, even a million people, all you need to do is find that one or two people that will engage with your content early on, mm. meaning they're sharing, they're engaging, they're liking your posts. And by you going just hashtag fitness expert, hashtag fitness coach, uh, hashtag fitness for life, your content's going out to your competition, essentially, mm. who are also using those kind of hashtags. And so if you want to find your ideal audience, use hashtags your audience is using because the moment that you can describe their pain points better than they can, they will automatically assume you have the answer for them, mm. which is your course at yep. the end of the day. Awesome. So, okay, cool. Well, let's go a little bit deeper there. Is there a number for, for hashtags, how much we should be using, or is that irrelevant? What, what's your take so, there? Yeah. Um, okay. Before we jump into the number of hashtags, I also want you guys to also cons uh, make sure you write this down. Use micro hashtags and micro hashtags are anywhere that I consider anything between 500,000 to 20 million of views. Oh, I know that's considered micro. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the reason behind that, again, um, the more niche down your hashtag is, the more likely you're finding the ideal audience that will resonate with your message early on. Um, and um, so with the micro hashtags, you, you just search on TikTok, those kind of hashtag keywords, and you'll see how many views they will have on there. Um, and then when it comes to how many hashtags to use, uh, write this down, guys, seven. Of those seven, four will be what your audience is using to describe what they do or who they are on TikTok. One will be what you do. One will be what your topic is about specifically. So get specific. Not if, if it was me, I'm not just going to use hashtag TikTok tips. That's just too broad. I'll go into what the topic I'm talking about, like hashtag, um, hashtag TikTok lives, hashtag uh, uh, TikTok SEOs, hashtag, uh, 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 hashtag video format. Like I'll get very specific with my topic. And the seventh hashtag, and again, write this down. This is really important. Highlight this one. Create a branded hashtag. So for example, might be for you, Jonah, might be hashtag Jonah's awesome. 
And oh, so not the business. Wait, the business name or a, a non-business? Or it could be, be whatever you want. Like it could be a unique one. Um, right. Just make sure it's not stand. It doesn't. It's not a. It's not taken. Yep. Someone else is using it. B. It doesn't stand for like um, an organization. Um, some sort of STD. Like just make sure it's like not like taken or means something else. And when you include a branded hashtag, always include this in every single one of your videos. And the reason behind that is because we never know which video is going to take off. Mm. But the moment that one video takes off and say Jonah, he uses that hashtag, hashtag Jonah's awesome. And I get that video and I watched his entire video. Guess what's going to happen? TikTok's going to send me hashtag Jonah's awesome videos. Gotcha. With that branded hashtag. So I'm going to get all of the other Jonah's videos. Love it. Question with those first four and maybe the first one and then the first one of those ones, are they the same every time or should I rotate them? Like let's, 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 I'll use my, um, let's use my fitness education online business. That's mm-hmm. where I help other fitness coaches essentially. Right. So let's say I use four hashtags, you know, pers- so my audience there is personal trainers, right? Yeah. So, you know, personal trainer, personal trainer, life group, fitness instructor, whatever. Should I use those same for every video or should I kind of, you know, have a pool of eight or 12 or something and I, I rotate through them or does that not yeah. matter too much? So I, I usually tell my clients to make a list of around 20 for that yep. audience hashtag and we'll do an A-B test early on, uh, meaning it's very similar to what ads agencies would do because we, there's so much going on with TikTok in, in terms mm-hmm. of ver- uh, variables of why your videos might have done well why I didn't do well. And so we want to eliminate, uh, do a uh, process of elimination. And then so to figure out if it's a hashtag issue, we'll create five videos with a similar creative, meaning maybe you're just talking in the videos and you're not mm-hmm. doing anything crazy or trends or anything. Um, and then, so we'll test out five groups of seven hashtags on those five different um, videos to see which of those five creative videos that are very similar we're going to assume one of those, one or two of those groups of hashtags um, do better. Better. Gotcha. Okay, cool. There's some good tips there on hashtags. Number three. I hope you guys all wrote it down. (laughs) I got it here. It's four, which are describing your audience. It's one, which is describing what you do. One specific to that topic that that video is on. And then one, which is your brand and hashtag. Yeah. Awesome. I'll start doing that. Uh, All right. So number one was our edu- is content educational. Number two is we're adding hashtags on it with that specific Samantha formula. What's a third tip, Samantha? Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, when it comes to your videos, um, when we're, again we're going to keep it simple. Um, remember, your audience might not know that they have a problem. They might not know there's a solution out there for them. So I want you guys to always remember that when your audience comes to your video, they've already watched over a hundred to 300 videos. Mm. And so keep it digestible for your audience and make sure it's at a grade five reading level. Yeah. Not to say you have to dumb it down, but it's because the general public, the news cycle is at a grade five reading level. Mm. (laughs) I'll even throw me in there as well. Look, here's the other thing, right? The the way I look at that is kind of like if I'm on TikTok, when I'm on TikTok, that's not when I'm at my most focused. You know, that's not when I'm studying and reading, you know, that's when I want to kind of be a bit more kicked back. So if someone's pitching it too high of a level, even though I could understand it, if I sat down and read it and analyzed it, I'm not in the mood for that. I'm going to scroll past. 
And I think that's a, a good point for course creators because as a course creator, you want to be seen as the expert, right? You want to be seen as um, someone that's intelligent, but it can be a down point if you pitch it too high, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you just, again, keep it a grade five reading level. You can wow them afterwards. Once they yeah. start following them, once they grab your freebie, once they, they're, once they, they do move the course, on to right? the next thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's um, when you but, can impress them. But TikTok, you got to keep it grade five reading level, digestible information, and try not to cram everything in that 30 second clip. Gotcha. Okay. That's a good third one. Let's go. Let's go. Maybe one more tip, Samantha, and then I'll have oh, some okay. finishing up questions. Okay. So um, when it comes to uh, creating content in general, um, I like to think of it as, um, I will actually, you know what, I'll, I'll do this. When it comes to content, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Okay. Mm. And so I'm going to give you a strategy, write this down. Jonah, pop quiz time. If we were creating a content um, together where we're saying, okay, here are three mistakes your audience is making as a new personal trainer. Gotcha. Yep. Okay? That's your topic right there. Yep. How many content idea is that? Is that Ooh. one TikTok video? Is that two? Is that three? I guess it depends how you do it. If I could have, well, I mean, minimum three, but then I'm guessing for each one of those, I can do it in a few different ways, right? Maybe I do one as a, um, yeah, I think minimum three. No, so it should be okay. minimum six, I'd say, because I can probably come up with at least two variations for each one of those three. What's, okay. what's, your, what's the answer? Okay, Jonah, I, I like your answer because you were like, I don't want to get it wrong. So I'm just going to say minimum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so that's eight right there. Okay. okay? Yeah. So we're going to work smarter and we're going to create eight content off of one topic. So let's go back to that example or example of here are the three mistakes my audience is making an X. Yep. So the first video you're going to make is going to be one minute video where you're going to explain um, the topic. Or you're going to say this topic and then you're going to explain mistake number uh, Tell them like mistake number one, explain gotcha. why it's a mistake. Gotcha. Mistake number two, explain. Mistake number three, explain. In the one, in the one video? In one video, one wow. minute video. Okay. Yep. It's like a longer form video. Man, how the world's changing. A one-minute video. <laughs> long form. Yeah. I used to think as long form as a Joe Rogan three-hour podcast, you know? <laughs> now, now long form is one minute on TikTok. <laughs> Your second video that you're going to create, because we have the topic on you, is now you're going to create one sh short version of that video where you're going to go, here are three mistakes. My audience is making an X. One, two, three. So it's going to be a 30-second video. Gotcha. Not explaining each of the mistakes. Yep. Video number three, four, and five will be each of those mistakes in a more detailed format. Gotcha. Okay. So um, uh, you're going you're gonna to use a format like um, you guys can all Google this, like a PASO model. Um, it's what a lot of sales copywriters will do in their emails. So you just state the problem, um, agitate the, the wound a little bit for your audience, like make it a bigger problem for your audience to see, then offer a solution and an outcome. That's just Google Passel. It's everywhere. Okay. Then video number six, seven, and eight will now be each of those mistakes shown in a story format. So what I mean by that is you're going to either do it in your own personal experience when you first started your business, 
you're going to show it maybe as a, um, a client of, of yours that before what they were doing, before they started working with you or joined your course. You're going to show it maybe in a timely news fashion uh, related to some sort of celebrity or corporation that has made that mistake. Or you're going to just do it in an easy story format that most people can relate back to in an example like a grocery store, relationship, workplace, schoolyard. Um, so, for example, if I was to do this uh, example, like this is the biggest mistake I see a lot of businesses make when it comes to uh, how they start their videos on TikTok. They just go, hey, everybody. Mm. And I'll, I'll go into a story format being like, that's like if you walked into a party and you go, hey, everybody. And there's only one person in the room. And the one person goes, why aren't you talking to me? Mm. So instead, what you want to do on your TikTok videos, it go use the word you instead of just everybody. Mm. That makes it more like you're talking to one person. That is a good point. So tie it back to either your own personal experience, your client's experience, um, some sort of timely event that's happening around the world or a celebrity or a different corporation or um, do an everyday example that people can relate back to much easier. Awesome. Love it. Okay. Well, there are four awesome tips there. Let's do a really quick summary, 20 seconds on, on each one. Okay. So point number one was educational content. What's the one takeaway we need to do from that, Samantha? Uh, just show up and just do educational content. Don't have imposter syndrome. Kick it to the curb. You guys are experts. Just keep it short. Awesome. Number two was hashtags. Biggest tip yeah. there. Uh, micro hashtags. Use more hashtags on your audience. Awesome. Uh, point number three. What was point number three again? I forgot point number three. What did you do before the content one? Well, I forget now. I talk a lot. <laughs> was okay. it keeping it concise, digestible? Yes, that was the one. Okay. Grade five reading level, digestible. Um, assume your audience don't even know who you are. Yes. Love it. Okay. And then point number four, which was the content, which was? Work smarter, not harder. So create eight content off of one topic. Not to say you have to post all eight after each other, but at least you now have eight content in your drafts to use a week later, two weeks later, a month later. Awesome. Okay. Now I've got some closing questions for you, Samantha. Yeah. Now, the first one, um, most of my guests are usually course creators. I know you I know you do coaching and you run workshops. Do you have an online course yourself? That's like an on-demand one. I do. It's just still sitting in my drafts. Okay. And I'm like, I have the whole MVP issue myself. I'm like, I'm trying to make it perfect. But you know what? It will launch by September. I guarantee you that. Okay, cool. Well, the question I usually ask is the software stack. Do you know at this stage, like what um, platform you're going to use to, to host the course on? Yeah, I'm using Kajabi. I just don't know if it's the best or I'm sure you give me I the know. input. But well, I'll, I'll tell you exactly Kajabi. right now. Kajabi is by far the best, right? Oh. Yeah, by far the best. Um, the only limitation is it's also the most expensive. Do you know what um, what uh, plan you're on? Uh, I, I think I'm paying like two fifty nine a month, so I think I'm in the middle one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Kajabi by far the best. Like I've tried all of them. My clients have tried all of them. Like there's no comparison. The limitation is um, only for more for people starting off if they're not if they're new to their business. It's kind of like the minimum on Kajabi, I think is $100 a month, which is not too bad. 
but you can only mm. host like a minimum of three courses and a couple funnels in there. Mm. You know, then the next one up is the one you're on about 250. Um, that's starting to get a bit expensive for a new course creator. And still there's some limitations there in terms of number of courses and that gets up to about $400 per month, which is okay. I guess by the time you're on that, you know, you're, you're ideally doing pretty well, but that's the one limitation for it. If money's no dramas, Kajabi hands down the best. Because they're all on TikTok, it should be the money, money coming your way anyway. So yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, okay, my next question, Samantha, is around mentors. So you're obviously a mentor for plenty of people that want to get better at TikTok. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been in the online business space. It doesn't have to be TikTok specific, but kind of that whole online um, business space. If you could give answer this in three different ways, if you could give us a paid mentor. So someone that you've um, paid money to and you've done their course or their coaching program, an unpaid mentor, so someone that you haven't paid, but you follow them on Instagram or TikTok in probably your circumstance, uh, and a book that you read or you recommend people should read to get okay. better at online business. So paid, unpaid, and book. Um, honestly, my biggest mentor was Rachel Peterson um, yep. for, for a couple of reasons. Um, the way she, she presents her information, um, the strategies, and just like a a no gatekeeping uh, mentality uh, and, and the way she always explains more than just TikTok, but it's about marketing in general. So I highly recommend everyone who's interested in understanding freelancing, freelancing strategies, um, marketing your business online, follow or take a look at Rachel Peterson. Um, another one that I really enjoyed uh, uh, following on social media, uh, Wave Wild. Mm -hmm. I think she was one of the original gods of as a TikTok coach. She started it being a TikTok coach before it was even cool. She started mm -hmm. it when people were uh, actually giving her funny looks, being like, oh, you're a TikTok coach. And mm -hmm. she started right from the beginning and she just did not care what other people thought. And she's made it into a huge empire. Um, another, the book that I highly recommend for a lot of people, if you're like me, where um, you have bad habits or you procrastinate or you let imposter syndrome get to you, I highly recommend the book Atomic Habits. Mm. Um, have you read it, Jonah? Yeah, Jonah? James, James Clear, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, especially if, uh, from any angle of your life, it's it's great for just getting set up um, to to make things that's so, so overwhelming, make it a lot more achievable into little tasks and making it just much easier to make sure that the bad habits that you do have, that are, they're out of sight, out of mind kind of thing to make it easier for you to do the good habits. So I highly recommend that book for um, anyone that's interested in changing their habits. Love it. I'll tell you a story on each three of those. So yeah, Atomic Habits, love that book. That's one of them, because I asked this question to every guest and that's definitely one, if not the most recommended book, definitely oh. one of them. Um, so Wave Wild, yeah, she's actually a friend of mine. So I had her on this podcast probably about, probably about six months ago. Um, and then I met up with her at social media marketing world in San oh, Diego. You there. Okay. Yeah. Have you been? Uh, I did not. I wasn't able to go that one though. In okay. San Diego, right? Yeah. Well, I go every year. All right. Oh. And it's funny. So that's, um, that's where I met Nicole Wong, who we were speaking about earlier. So I met her in <laughs> God out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, like uh, you may not know Nicole Wong if you're listening to this, because the thing with Nicole Wong, like. Um, most of the other heavy hitters I know in this space, I've kind of met from like going to social media world or, you know, I've had them on the podcast or all that kind of stuff there. Nicole, I just kind of met organically on social media and she's kind of hidden a bit from the whole space. Like 
like she's just not in the same space as like Rachel Peterson and Wade Wild and that. She's just as good and popular, but it's just a very different kind of space I, uh, I found she's been in. So, but anyway, met her at, at Social Media World and back in 2020. And when I went to, that was right before the pandemic. It was literally March 2020. You know, it was, huh. I was going to go to a convention straight after, but I had to leave San Diego early. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to get out, you know. But met Nicole Wong there, and that's where I first heard of Rachel Peterson. She gave a talk on TikTok. Yeah. And she was the only presenter out of everyone at Social Media World in 2020 that gave the talk on TikTok, right? Yeah. But it was the busiest talk in the whole thing out of all the different, because if, you if, if you're listening to this, you haven't been to Social Media Marketing World before, there's like four or five different presentations at once. It's like there's a YouTube one, an Instagram yeah. one, a Facebook one, you know, and it goes like that kind of all day. This TikTok one had like three people in the other things and like everyone was just in um, in that TikTok one. That was my first experience of, of Rachel Peterson. I went back to social media world this year, 2022, right? Two years later and TikTok was the most covered one. And I was like, wow, what a change in two years. And Wave Wild was a speaker at this one here. And then I got to meet her in person, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. Awesome. So, um. Samantha, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover. Uh, if someone's listening to this and they're like, all right, this woman is cool. I want to obviously follow her on TikTok, but I also want to follow her around the place as well and check out, check out what she's doing. Where's the best place to follow you? Have you got any workshops coming up? What can you tell us about that? Well, thanks, Jono. Um, so yeah, if you guys wanted to follow me on Instagram, because I'm assuming most of you guys are on, on Instagram, I'm at the TikTok coach. If you guys want to check out my... That is a good, that is a good handle, by the way. <laughs> Lock in the SEO. Yeah. That's, how I found, that's how I found you. I was like, oh, I need a TikTok coach. Let me go on Instagram and type in TikTok coach. And you're the first one that came up. So good. Well done there. Yo. Also on TikTok at the TikTok coach, Sam V as well. Um, and if you guys did want to learn more from me specifically on TikTok and uh, how to use it for my business, for your course, to promote it, conversion um i am hosting a workshop so feel free to uh, sign up for my workshop just go through my linkedin bio through instagram or tiktok and you'll be able to sign up and grab a spot awesome and i'll put all those links in the show notes um samantha that's pretty much all i wanted to get through is there anything i should have asked you but forgot to or is there anything you want to finish us off with uh jono final thoughts what's your what's your best advice that you now know that you wish you knew when you first started as a course creator oh as a course so nothing to do with tiktok as a course creator just so yeah course creator Ooh, okay biggest info i know now and when i got started da, da, da. okay so this is my my biggest mistake ever it's probably a different it's probably a different one to everyone else um but i think it's a good message as well when I first started as a course creator, made my first few sales organically, which was fine. Um, knew I wanted to, oh, there's actually two mistakes. Can I share two? Yeah. Okay. These are two mistakes I made early on, um, but I've learned the lesson from them. So um, I had a course, was doing okay organically, wanted to um, scale it. I saw the opportunity. I'm like, I'm making good money doing nothing much. You know, imagine if I actually ran some ads or something, you know? So invested in a, a mentor for $5,000, which at the time my, I bought my car for $2,000. So it was okay. the most money I'd, I'd ever spend. Didn't really do my, my research on the mentor. Um, and after about three weeks, he just stopped returning my calls. 
So, yeah, that was a, a waste of uh, $5,000 and nothing wrong with investing in, in yourself and a coach. Um, but my advice there is do a bit of research first. You know, if someone just calls you randomly, don't give me $5,000. Um, so that was one thing I, I, I did. Uh, and I didn't really, I, oh no, I did learn my lesson. I invested another $5,000 straight away uh, on Facebook, on a Facebook ads coach, but I did my research. That person was on a podcast. I was friends with his sister, yada, yada, yada. Um, and taught me Facebook ads and put this killer Facebook ad together. Okay. I'll, I'll keep the numbers simple, but in a nutshell, uh, I was selling a course that cost, uh, $500, right. And every $20 I put in Facebook ads would give me a sale for $500. Oh, wow. Not a bad ROI, right? That's a huge, great ROI. Guess how many, how much dollars I was putting a day on the ad? Uh, I'll say a thousand. Ten dollars. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared. To, I was probably still scarred from the, the losing the five thousand dollars, you know. So here I was putting ten dollars a day, and I thought I was great. Oh, I'm making a sale every couple of days. This is great, you know. And it was good, you know, making a thousand bucks, one one point two thousand bucks a week, you know, it was was pretty good. But after and then I just I didn't scale up because I was scared to to spend more. And looking back now, I'm just like, man. I could have had the biggest list in the world. You know, I, I should have put $2,000 a day on there and I would have been making $50,000 a day, you know? So that's probably, it's probably, and it's, they're probably not complete beginner mistakes, right? So it's probably not super relevant, but I think it's important if someone is at that stage, if they're like, hold on, you know, I'm putting money in and I'm making more back. Hey, scale that up. And don't be afraid to invest in yourself. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right. That's, uh, let's leave it at that for today. Thanks so much, guys. Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get this, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show.